You are listening to TLRStation.com. Hello and welcome to Tenacious Talks. My name is Carrie Ann and today in the virtual studio with me is Emma Claire Jennifer. She is an authentic confidence and emotional mastery coach. She's all the, also the co-director of the Unified Global Sisterhood. And today during our conversation, we're going to be talking about what emotional mastery is, what the significance of a sacred sister, sisterhood looks like. And we're also going to talk about a couple of different words, um, authentic confidence, being passionately alive, and being an invincible woman. We have a great show lined up for you today, and we're excited to share it with you. Tenacious Talks is all about embracing the spirit of tenacity. Host Carrie Ann Barron, empowerment coach and business mentor, believes that with the right motivation, you can do anything you put your mind, heart, and soul into. Carrie Ann and her special guests share strategies and insights in this Tenacious Talk that will inspire you to live life and do business in a way that works for you and comes from your truth. And now, here is your host, Carrie Ann Barron. Hey, Emma, how's it going today? Going marvelous because the sun is blessing us all today. Yes, and we you're in Montreal, Canada. Is that what I understand? Yes, I'm. I'm newly based here for a couple of months, and I'm. Uh, I can't say that I'm adjusting to the cold. I would say that <laughs> it's, it's waking me up, <laughs> um, and it's the first time in maybe eight years I've lived somewhere place with a season. So I'm. I'm enjoying what it does in terms of like hibernation and, and uh, slowing down. Yes, it's it's so interesting um, to to live in a place where there's different seasons and and it gets cold and warm. It's I'm so excited that you're experiencing it. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> it, it really keeps you aware and in the moment, doesn't it? Yes, and putting on a lot of clothes. <laughs> You have to be very attentive. Uh, well, you know, we've been we talked a couple years ago on on my old radio show, and you've been up to so much since we've spoken last. Um, can you share a little bit of what your own journey in the last two years? What's been going on with you? Yeah, I'd love to. So let's see, the last two years. So two years ago, I was around this time. Just I was facilitating two uh, like destination women's empowerment retreats one in Dominican Republic and one in the Virgin Islands and that was like the actually the final retreats um that I've done I haven't done any in the last two years since then um and this year I'm again called to bring retreats back so I'm really excited about that um kind of put things on pause in terms of uh, having a lot of coaching clients and all of my programs I was running, et cetera, I really took a break for two years. And so you're kind of seeing me, you know, two years ago you were seeing me right before I took my break, and now you're seeing me right as I'm reemerging with mm, kind of a, a new level of inspiration and also a new understanding of how I want to work uh, within the business realm and staying deeply connected to what is sacred and my values and what deeply inspires me and kind of like a kind of a, hmm, a clarified purpose and mission. I love that. And what is that new purpose and mission? Oh, <laughs> oh right there. what's my, what's my purpose in life? Um, so, no, well, you know, you brought it I'm, up. So I know, I know. So. <laughs> No, no, I love it. Um, yeah, I it, what it's kind of like the distillation of it, I would say, is 
um, there's there's one piece which is well, I guess I'm, I'm I'm kind of playing that balance of like what I'm how I'm actively expressing it right now and knowing that that might change versus like what I'm deeply called to on more of a purpose level. So the purpose level is really to support women in cultivating authentic confidence and emotional mastery so they can move beyond like stress, drama, um, being exhausted and overworking and step into feeling that they can gracefully navigate whatever challenges come up in their life and then they can feel passionately alive. And so there's, there's that piece. And then the other piece is around sisterhood. So supporting women um, in dissolving competition and transforming comparison, jealousy, exclusivity, shaming, gossip, um, and shifting instead into a space of respect and trust, of honoring each other, of trusting and knowing that the world is better when all of us are shining and we get to uplift and support each other in shining that we can really truly be on the same team together and um, yeah, cultivate a, it's, it's created a new paradigm of what it means to relate to other women and to ourselves. How did you, how did you make this shift? Because um, it was, you were more about emotional mastery before, so this is a it's, this is a power shift. It's still about emotional mastery, but it's it's much more streamlined, I think. Yeah, and it actually it isn't something that I was um, I was looking for necessarily. The reason why I took a, a break is more so feeling that some of the business coaches I had worked with that I had taken on some of the practices that they taught me that um, didn't really deeply resonate with my soul. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to go through kind of a, a purification um, cleanse of some sort by taking a step back from my business, reconnecting with what's most authentic to me because what what was tricky is using business techniques and marketing techniques that worked, but they weren't working in a sustainable long-term level to really uh, support the women that I am here to support. It was more right. like really effectively sometimes convincing people who maybe it actually wasn't the perfect timing for them to make a big investment, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so it, it was really weird because I learned these, these techniques that were like, actually to me, they're out of integrity techniques, but they were kind of like covered with conscious languaging and spiritual beliefs to justify things that t- just didn't quite feel right. But the conscious beliefs and the, and the spiritual beliefs that were justifying them were really strong. So even, yeah, it's a really fascinating exploration of, of what's out there in terms of like this, you know, pretty large industry of, of coaches and personal development courses and et cetera. So that's really kind of why I, I took a step back um, and was also wondering if my growth edge on a personal evolution standpoint was in other arenas. Mm. Um, so yeah, and, and then coming back to it, it kind of came to me. I, 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 I when I got into that space of, oh, I'm going to let this go. I also was, you know, traveling out of suitcases. I think I went to about 13 countries in, in a year and a half. And I, I was in a, a spaciousness that I'd never experienced where 
I didn't have super strong goals. I didn't have super strong visions. Um, I didn't, I wasn't getting a clear direction of where I was supposed to live. And I just kept having all these opportunities come to me and all these invitations. And most of them I felt a really clear no to. So it was often that I would, I would look at my calendar and the, I would have something on my calendar maybe two weeks in advance. And then there wouldn't be anything on my calendar for the rest of my life. Wow. I'm so <laughs> available. There was like, I am so available for whatever is coming. And all these different scenarios meant that like all my physical possessions, I ended up like selling and giving away. And so I really didn't have much. And there was no reason for me to be anywhere in the world, which fascinated me. Mm-hmm. And but they need to be somewhere. So I, you know, I discovered oh, now I'm meant to be in Abu Dhabi for five weeks. Now I'm going to Morocco to visit my brother, you know, like was listening. And then it was actually a um, dinner with a dear friend uh, one year ago where he started to talk about a project. It was a women's empowerment project. And I felt an immediate yes. And I knew that there was something that was going to happen. Like I was kept feeling no to everything, knowing that there's something else was happening, you know, like that there was something bigger coming. And it took a lot of trust and surrender to not feel that space. Um, and that yes, really brought forth something that's always been a passion, but wasn't really on the forefront before, which is a work around sisterhood. Mm. What does that mean to you, that sisterhood? What does the... Cause it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So what does it mm-hmm. really mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. So sisterhood. And, hmm. Sisterhood, you know, in terms of like a, a word in the English language, um, to me is something that describes um, often, and, and primarily it's used to describe a group of women who are, they're coming together with a very specific thing that connects them. So it might be, a sisterhood of women who all love volleyball or a or sorority, you know, is, is often seen as kind of like a sisterhood. And so what's different to me about like, and, and it, it can then be an experience where there's inclusivity. Some people are included in that ex, uh, sisterhood. And then there's people being excluded from the sisterhood. Mm. And then there can be all these tensions about like, who's included? Am I included? Am I invited or not? And right. that is kind of like, the energy that that the word sisterhood you know carries with it and then and so that's why I often use the term sacred sisterhood to kind of differentiate and say that this is this is a different type of sisterhood and sacred sisterhood to me there's two parts one is having a global sisterhood which means all women are invited and it's not a only for these women who have these certain beliefs it's really saying that all women can be on the same team and that we're stronger together. And then sacred sisterhood is, for me, it's a practice and it's a choice. And when I practice sacred sisterhood, I can be practicing it with a woman and she maybe has never heard of the term sisterhood. I can be in sisterhood with her, even if she, that's not even part of her paradigm or her Mm. thought processes, or maybe she's never even really thought about it. but I can still show up in sisterhood. So for me, that means I can show up um, in a way that honors her, even if I disagree with her, that respects her, even if I get really triggered by her, 
um, that can uplift and support her, even if I feel really competitive and comparing myself to her. Mm. And that I can honor her as a woman, even if I don't agree with her choices. You know, there's, there's kind of like, um, and, and that I'm not going to flirt with her boyfriend, you know, and I'm not going to, and that, that's where it gets a little tricky because sis, sacred sisterhood as a concept is easier for people to get behind. But when you try to apply it to certain situations, there's always going to be X and, and YZ exceptions. Yeah. You know, so like, okay, well, and in instance, you know, of like, sorry, yeah. go ahead. What do you think that is? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think that it's a good question. For me, like, because I, I, I've been called to write and co-write with other women, um, a collaborative book at some point, it, and I don't feel that it's this year, but maybe in a year or two, it's like the, the guidebook to sisterhood. And when I think of that book, I feel into what are the things that me and maybe a, a you know, a, a council of, a wisdom council of women could say under the situation where you're really attracted to a woman's husband, for example, Mm -hmm. These are the ways to be in sisterhood. Mm. And, but then there's other ones where it's more like, let's say you um, are connecting with a, a couple and you don't, just don't really have a strong resonance and, and you don't get along with the woman, but you have a really strong, immediate, great connection with the guy, then, you know, it, it gets a little bit more nuanced of, you don't want to be inauthentic by trying to connect with a woman a lot if it's not if there's not a natural connection so where's that line of authenticity and also honoring both both people and yourself you know so that's where it, it i feel like we're as a collective diving deeper in what sacred sisterhood means and what sisterhood really means and that there's going to be some different perspectives and needs and and values that will um want to be talked about, you know, really, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's really through the talking about it and this person's experience and my experience and what did it really feel like, not just in the conceptual, but how did it feel, you know, and, and was that feeling just because on an energetic level, there was something that's not right on an, like a integrity or it, did it not feel good because of certain thoughts and stories you're telling yourself, which is different. So, well, and I, I if, if I recall correctly, that's why emotional mastery is such a key to what you do. Um, how do you feel about talking a little bit about emotional mastery when we come from a short commercial break? From a short break. Oh, of course. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love all these topics, so. <laughs> no, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll be right back after this break. Em and I will be right here waiting. You're busy. Your life is hectic. But if you take just a few minutes every day for yourself, you can improve your relationships, health, success, and self-esteem. All you need to do is join Richard Schultz for his online course, The Refreshing Beliefs Method. You'll learn how to release fears and how to use your whole mind to achieve your goals toward a better life. Join Richard Schultz online today at refreshingbeliefs.com. Get back in charge of your life. That's online at refreshingbeliefs.com. Welcome back to Tenacious Talks. My name is Carrie Ann, and in the virtual studio with me is Emma Juniper, or is it Emma Claire? What do you prefer? Either way, I, I wouldn't say I have a preference, honestly. I, I love Emma Claire Juniper, and I 
use Emma, and sometimes I go by Juniper, so I have a versatile name. I love it. I kind of like calling you Juniper. Is that okay? Oh, but I'll call please. you Emma for today's show, just so people, but offline, I'll, I'll call you Juniper. <laughs> so Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so before the break, we were ju- you were just sort of sharing what different types of sisterhoods that there can be and how you feel that it's more of an inclusive and there's a global sisterhood and it's all about practicing choice. And when when you started talking about that, I, I remembered you sharing with us about emotional mastery um, a couple of years ago when we spoke. So how do the two tie in together? Hmm. Yeah, great question. So well, how I see sisterhood is it's also an opportunity when we when we prioritize and we choose to spend time with other women. Um, in a conscious way in the sense that we're creating a a clear intention to connect and heal our relationship with the our own femininity and also with other women then it it tends to be this this beautiful container for our own growth because that's where a lot of our insecurities can come up and that's where a lot of our you know seeing something that a woman's doing and then becoming uh, feeling jealousy and jealousy is simply a, a point towards our own insecurity um, or feeling really triggered by another woman. So when we um, are cultivating emotional mastery and understanding how our thoughts relate to our emotions and um, how the stories we tell ourselves play into our emotions, then we're able to see more clearly and, and we can see the woman behind the role she's playing for us and we're able to transmute um, jealousy and intense frustration or judgment or or whatever it might be much more quickly rather than staying in that state that creates a lot of disconnection between us Mm -hmm. Um, you know it's it's really one of the most effective ways to create separation you know is judgment criticism shaming even, um, even like on a power trip or deciding you're better or deciding that you're less than, um, it, it almost is like we're not connecting with that woman anymore. We're just connecting with a, a, a mirror trigger of some sort that, that's showing us something that is asking to be healed within us. So the foundation, uh, you know, having the foundation of emotional mastery really helps us be able to cultivate deep connections with other women and to work with the triggers when they arise. And the more we do the emotional mastery work, the less triggered we are and the, and the easier and more gracefully we can work with those triggers and not let them derail us and, and turn into downward spirals or ruin friendships or work relationships or whatever it might be. And just to recap, what are some of those triggers that would would be creating this division or separation? Yeah, so it can be, you know, just uh, for example, I'm trying to think. I cause we actually have a, a Facebook group now, and we have about fifteen thousand women in it. And so I'm starting to to witness a lot in the group of what are uh, women being triggered by with the other woman. You know, like for one example was. One woman was t- just kind of openly sharing about her challenge um, with being in relationship with somebody who hunts while she doesn't resonate with hunting. And then they, there actually became some like triggers and attacks on her for her resonance with hunting. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, so it's 
why is one woman threatened by another woman's beliefs? Mm-hmm. And so that's and often what comes up. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know the answer to that. What what is what is the answer mm-hmm. to the short version of it? Yeah, the short yeah. version. If if you're willing to share the secret. Sure. Yeah. So so let me just feel into the the best way of describing that. Um, and and maybe easier if I come. Well, I'll get two examples. One more of a personal, and one not. So, um, if a woman, and this is projection, because I didn't speak with the women who were triggered. Um, but so there's a potential that the woman who was triggered by another woman not liking hunting is a woman that is into hunting herself, but she's not at peace with it. Mm, and there's a part of her that wonders maybe. Um, Maybe there is something that she doesn't feel good about with it, but it's become a part of her identity. And if she all of a sudden admitted that it doesn't resonate with me anymore, it could be uncomfortable because it could mean that her and other people she cares about and loves, um, she might perceive herself and others to have been wrong and and bring in a lot of self-judgment. It can be really uncomfortable if you think that you've been wrong or bad to have a certain belief or have taken certain actions. And so if, if you doubt something that you believe in, then you're likely to get triggered if somebody else believes something different and then you're gonna get really defensive. And what does that defensiveness look like? What would be some of the self-talk that, or internal voices that people would be hearing when they're going through something like this? Um, a lot of it's actually gonna be critical thoughts about the other person that is kind of a um, like a symptom of having a lot of self-judgment so if it's you know this example of like you know this other woman who has chosen not to be in a relationship with somebody because of how that other person engages with hunting then it could be um wow that woman is so judgmental even you know like that woman um is discriminating and that woman is like um, isn't open to love because she's finding one fault with that guy or it's a lot of it is like it's a leaking of energy towards what's how somebody else is or isn't showing up in their life what somebody else is or isn't doing what somebody else is or isn't believing rather than being present with you and your life and, and how can you be passionately alive and contributing and be, and becoming and, uh, you know, and growing. And it, it actually leaks a lot of energy. It's pretty exhausting to be always focused on what other people are doing right or wrong. Oh my gosh. Isn't it? It's just so time consuming. I, I don't, I don't like doing it anymore. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's not I mean, worth I, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, people, I, you know, it's, it's not my tendency to generalize, but I think that people um, at different points in their life, and this may or may not, this may never happen for some people, but they get to that point of um, kind of getting bored with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, yeah, like maybe there's something else I can be doing with my time and my precious creative life force energy. And, um, and, but it's it's a vulnerable shift because it's it's bringing back responsibility to yourself, um, responsibility for your own experience rather than um, focusing on other people and then also blaming other people often for your experience. Um, and that's a, a really interesting distraction. Like really blaming is the fastest way to give away your own power. 
And, um, but if you feel uncomfortable sitting with yourself and being with yourself, you're going to want to blame other people um, because it gives almost like this weird little like rush or high to blame other people and not take responsibility. And so you might be in a Facebook group, for example, and like there's a part of you um, not conscious that is looking for people um, to be upset with. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that person really triggers you and then you get really triggered and overwhelmed and then you can blame them for you not uh, accomplishing what you wanted to accomplish that day because it's just because that, you know, if that woman hadn't done the, this other thing, if that person hadn't done that, um, it, and you give away your power because you're saying that everybody else controls my life. I don't control it. So where, because some people would say that that's living in passion, like really standing up for their convictions and and saying that. So what does passionately alive, what, what, what's the mm-hmm. key to that, that phrase being passionately alive? <clears throat> um, before you answer that question, like for me, when I see the word passionate, I think love, sex, all over each other, total PDA. Um, <laughs> that's just where my oh. brain goes when I hear that word. <laughs> visual <laughs> but what does that what does living passionately or being passionately alive look like for you in this global sisterhood or in in this place from authentic com- confidence and emotional mastery thank you yeah I'm glad that you're clarifying because that I can see how some people might think I'm talking about more of like romantic sexual passion um so I I don't actually think that I use that term necessarily very often in the sisterhood it's more the, a term that I've come to when I feel into um, how do I want to feel? And it's because it's, it's not that I want to feel happy all the time. And I don't want to feel hopeful or inspired all the time. That's not my personal objective. And that's also not what I'm trying to offer my clients because there is something deeply beautiful, for example, about the grief process. So the being passionately alive, that really connects with having authentic confidence. Um, Do you think that passionately alive has the potential to make you invisible or invincible? Not invisible, but invincible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So to to me, I actually, it's funny you use that term because I have a program called the Invincible Woman. Oh, good. And it's it's really looking at how to cultivate that depth of authentic confidence and the depth of emotional mastery and mastery um, in the realm of your thoughts, um, such that no matter what comes up, you're, you stay connected to your aliveness, to your truth, to your inner peace, to your trust of yourself and of life and of existence. And... And then you can no longer be derailed and or if something is starting to derail you, whether it's uh, you're starting to feel stressed or overwhelmed or downward spiraling, you still have connection to that part of you that knows the tools to shift out of it and to redirect. And and that's where there's the, um, there's kind of this balance of it's, it's not about not feeling things that are natural to feel. It's about feeling passionately and fully what we're meant to experience, but not creating unnecessary suffering and unnecessary discomfort or overwhelm or stress. Because there, there is something, um, a line that 
I perhaps is different for each person. I haven't really thought about that, but a line of what's a natural um, emotion and what is something that's unnecessarily created um, that can, um, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, because a lot of people, when they hear the word authentic, it it triggers them a lot. Um, I've had people say to me that they don't like the word authentic because it implies, well, what if we're really not good people? (laughs) You know, I don't want to be authentic if I'm actually a really bad person (laughs) or I'm, you know, the B word. (laughs) But then, yeah, but then they're like, they they have this perception that being authentic means that we're going to be pure and coming from a place of uh, openness. There's, I I can't quite explain it and find the right words for, for it, but some people get triggered by the word authentic. Sure. Yeah. And it it is a tricky word to use in our language now because it's being used in so many different ways. And so the way that I relate to the word authentic is, is actually that sometimes what is authentic and what I'm called to and what is most natural in the moment is to be, um, a sacred bitch. Like to me, sometimes that is my authentic expression and that's what the situation is asking for. And people are going to respond however they do to that. And that's okay. But sometimes to kind of um, hmm, like setting a super clear boundary with really clear language, not attacking or verbal abuse or being hostile, because to, to me that's creating disconnection and that's taking us often away from true aliveness. Um, mm-hmm. but, but being really... Um, up front and and just here's an example I you know I was um, on a team and we were looking to create sustainable community and it was it was really odd I almost felt like I was a different version of myself because everybody on that team during that week that we were working on this project um, was really ungrounded and was not able to see things clearly and what came out of me authentically was to be really direct, really in their face. And that to me is the most kind thing I could have done. And they thanked me for it later. But I wasn't trying to be nice the way that we think nice is supposed to look or be kind in the way or, or conscious or peaceful or loving. I was being me fully in that moment saying, hey, guys, we really need to look at this. Something's off. Mm-hmm. And I was meant to play that role. And... Yeah. You know, and, and that's where cultivating our, our like knowing ourselves and, and the deeper we go in cultivating that understanding of whether it's our relationship with our soul or whatever kind of energy and language and terms somebody might use um, helps us discern what's authentic versus what is contrived based on our ideas of who we're supposed to be. Mm. And I'm so happy you said that because in my in my journey, in my own adult life, um, I've come across places where I've needed to really be authentic, but like put my foot down and say, no, we need to <laughs> like really address this. This is not, you'll thank me later for being this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's good that you, you're bringing that into your program, um, Invincible Woman. I love that title, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, I, I could, we could, we could talk. We're like sisters. We could just talk forever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> but I, I do have to pay attention, uh, honor our listeners time and not go too much over what, what we promised them. Um, so, cause they can stay, you know, in the moment. Um, yeah. so I think I'm going to have to have you back and we're going to have to keep having this conversation a little bit more. And I really want to hear about, your your sisterhood and and the move that you're going to be making as you're transitioning out of Quebec and into China, I believe you said, right? Um, or it's Japan. Going to be Japan, yeah. Japan. Okay. And okay, you know, cool. as, as with all things in life, we never know until it actually happens. So I can say <laughs> so that true. I'm I'm moving to Japan when I'm literally <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> however, that that is you know the vision at the moment, and and I'm feeling you know it wasn't a, a big dream of mine to live in Asia. However, the more we're moving towards this dream that is a joint dream with my beloved, the more I'm seeing how beautiful it can be to um, do the sisterhood work and do the emotional mastery work in Asia, in particular with having, I'm a director, well, co-director of this global sisterhood movement, and we don't have very um, strong presence in Asia right now. And for us to truly be a global sisterhood and really understand um women from all over the world then I, I feel honored that i get to go there and to um lead women's circles and to reach out to the women who are already leading women's circles and, and invite them to join us and kind of enrich our sisterhood with their wisdom of what it means to be a woman in their culture mm. I love it. I'm so, so excited to see what you do in the, in the future and to hear about it and maybe even participate in it a little bit. Um, I'd love to, to experience everything that you do because I, I believe in a lot of what you're saying. Well, I believe in everything you're saying. Um, and that's my authenticity <laughs> coming out. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> You're so we have to wrap up. Um, mm -hmm. So where can people find more about you? What is your website address? Yeah, my website is emmajuniper.com. Okay. And how do you spell that? E-M-M-A-J-U-N-I-P-E-R.com. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what can they expect to see on your website? Yeah, so on my website, um, there is a link to what's called the Global Sisterhood Movement, and we meet every new moon in local sister circles all around the world, um, and in particular, we do a big event every International Women's Day, and then there's also um, opportunities to work with me on a private coaching level and a way to sign up for my free, I think it's, yeah, six videos, um, six free videos on emotional mastery. And um, it also showcases any of my upcoming retreats. Beautiful. I'm so excited for you. Um, and, and I'm going to check it out and see which retreat I can attend. Um, number mm -hmm. one takeaway. What is the number one thing you would like people to know about as we're wrapping up this call? If they take nothing else away from what we just talked about for the better part of 35 minutes, um, what is the number one thing you'd like them to, to walk away with today? Mm. In this moment... I would say that it's that the divine feminine is rising and is needed and is being called for right now on this planet and what we're going through in this world and how we're transforming. And um, I invite us all to honor, um, honor the feminine in ourselves and to honor women and to 
Hmm. Prioritize what's most important to you and what deeply speaks to your soul. Mm. Love it. Thank you so much, Emma, Claire, Juniper. Uh, thank you so much for joining. I'm like, do I call you Juniper or Claire? I'm going to call you all three today. <laughs> so now I'm calling you all three. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, I look forward to touching base with you in the future and seeing how everything is going. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, thank you everyone for listening to our conversation today on Tenacious Talks, powered by Tenacious Living Network. We'll be uh, coming back next week. Take care. Bye. Are you interested in appearing on Tenacious Talks? Do you have a tenacious spirit and transformational story to share? Carrie Ann wants to hear from you. Contact her at www.tlrstation.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.